You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. Last week, we dug into the practice of relinquishment uh, through the prayer of relinquishing. And um, it's a prayer that helps us learn to let go. And uh, I feel like the discussions that came out of out of that um, last week were really helpful. And I think this week, I'd like to just dig into a little bit more of the practical. How do I let go? And um, letting go can be really hard. If you remember, there's like this moment when I was learning how to belay down a, a, a cliff um, it actually paid for someone to teach us how to do this. Um, I remember like the hardest moment uh, isn't when you learn about it, uh, watching video of it or seeing pictures of somebody else belaying down um, the face of like some huge uh, rock. It, the hardest moment is like when you're in the harness, you have the rope, you've learned all the things, you're listening to the voice, but there's this moment where you actually have to like let go. And you have to trust that that rope is going to hold you. You have to trust that everything you've learned to this point is going to help you. And you have to do this counterintuitive thing and let go and let gravity pull you toward what looks like your impending doom. And the rope, I learned, does hold you. It does take care of you. But at that moment, it's so hard to let go, to release. I don't know if you've ever struggled with that before, maybe something or a relationship or a dream, a goal, something in your life, something core to who you are, Um, having to let go of that. I remember me and my wife going through this period of time where um, being able to have another child, um, it just looked like that wasn't going to happen. And I remember just there were a lot of, tears and hard nights and kind of some despair. And there was uh, a moment where we just had to let go of that and trust the Lord with it. Not let go in the sense of not ever wanting that or desiring that, but just letting go of controlling that situation. And um, it's not easy. And I mean, we're, we're super, super grateful that eventually we were able to have um, our, li- our little boy, Wes. Um, but we know that's not always the case. And the relinquishing, the like letting go and trusting was so hard. So today, I really want us to look at this question. How do I practically let go in the moment when I'm on the, the edge of the cliff where it seems counterintuitive or it seems impossible? You know, when you're at the decision point and it's been really hard, how do we let go? And in this teaching, we're going to be leaning into four prayers um, that can help you when you're in that moment and you're not sure you can your hands can let go of the rope. Um, and these four prayers can be found in Richard uh, Foster's beautiful chapter on prayer, uh, the relinquishment prayer in his book on prayer. So here are four prayers to help you let go. The first is the prayer of surrender. Now, we looked a little bit this last week, but this prayer um, you can utilize, I think, as a tool to help you 
pry your fingers off of or just let go. And this prayer helps you follow Jesus into the garden where he was facing the cross and he was praying that God would take this cup, take the, the, the calling to the cross. If there's any other way, Lord, just take that away, but not my will, your will. And we can use this prayer to help us surrender, help us relinquish. And this uh, prayer in Luke 22 says, not my will, but yours be done. Just taking a moment in your day or in your the beginning of the day to, pr- to pray that prayer as a reminder of, of the, the fact that we need to let go of control. And sometimes control is such an illusion, not my will, but your will. The second prayer is a prayer of self-emptying love. Um, this can be found in Philippians 2. In fact, I, I would encourage you to read through Philippians 2, 3 through 11 um, to really get into, I think, get into the mindset, uh, what's all sometimes called the mind of Christ, but this mindset of self-emptying love. Check this out. We'll read a portion of this. Um, Paul writes, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. Remember, have that, the mind of Christ, uh, Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, He, Jesus, made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. And you could read through the rest of the passage, but there's this self-emptying love, uh, the, the, the famous, like, um, Greek term for this is canonic love, this self-emptying. I like to almost imagine like uh, a pitcher that's emptying itself and pouring out life-giving water on behalf of others. Or maybe, you know, you're a gardener and you, you in your garden or you've got plants in your house, you're, you can imagine like a pitcher that's pouring life-giving water to plants for life. And so this might be a helpful image to contemplate the the life of Christ or even like a a picture that's emptying itself on behalf of others and the benefit of others. So when you're doing this, pray and think about your relationships and maybe your tasks, your agendas, and this um, self-emptying love, this prayer of self-emptying love, I think helps us kind of put everything into, into context, learning how to look at our lives through the Jesus lens And so I'd encourage you as you pray to wait quietly, listen, and then do what you feel guided toward as you pray through this prayer, as you pray through the the storyline of of the self-emptying love of Christ and what that could look like in your life. And there's a, a sense of releasing or pouring out rather than just trying to hold in. Now, the third prayer is what Foster calls the prayer of release. Foster, Richard Foster writes this. He says, first, with this prayer, lift, uh, sorry, Richard Foster writes this about this particular prayer. First, lift up into his arms your children, your spouse, your friends. Next, 
place into his loving care, your future, your hopes, your dreams. And then finally, hold up to him your enemies, your angers, your desire for retaliation. Give it all into his hands and then turn around and walk away. He will care for everything as he sees fit. Oh, this is beautiful and hard. It's like when we're holding on to that rope, we're holding on to that thing, uh, the thing that's bothering us, the thing that we want, whatever it might be, where we're trying to control it. In this prayer, I think it's important that, to realize that this doesn't give us, give away our ability to act or partner with God in loving our friends and neighbors and even our, our enemies. Um, this helps us hand over control and enter into a space where we can maybe better see God's way of loving and trusting, um, Jesus' way of loving and trusting, rather than just our way. Maybe it gives us, a, it puts us in a space where we can maybe see more clearly um, without having our agendas kind of in the way. It releases as well the weight we, we sometimes carry in our souls that we're not meant to carry. And so take advantage of the prayer of release. Number four, and this is a beautiful prayer of relinquishment that can really be helpful, and this is the prayer of resurrection. Foster gives us this, this prayer with this resurrectional approach. Lord, he writes, bring back to life what will please you and advance the kingdom. Let it come in whatever form you desire. Let it be in your time and your way Thank you, Lord, for resurrection. And I just love this prayer because it it acknowledges the God that we serve, the God of resurrection. That maybe there's things that that die or dreams that die or desires that that seem to have died that are good and there's a time or there's a place for them to be resurrected and made new or made better. And things around your life and through your life and maybe things like deep inside you. Maybe there's some things that need to be resurrected. You know, I was at a retreat recently where I realized, you know, some of the dreams I've had that I thought were maybe dead weren't dead. They were dormant, kind of like seeds in winter, where they maybe maybe they had been planted deep inside of me, lying dormant, but not dead. I remember, um, you know, at this retreat, like I was in a space where I wasn't having to hold so much weight or stress or tension. And some of those, these areas of my personality and character and part of who I am that had been a little dormant came kind of came to the surface. Like some of my humor and lightheartedness that had been kind of <laughs> dormant and gone out of, <laughs> maybe not as present, um, were back. And, um, you know, where maybe difficult years of COVID had dampened some of that stuff, like it resurfaced with a lot of joy and a lot of vitality. And it was just really cool to see something inside that that wasn't dead, it was dormant, and it was like resurrection time. I, w- I want to ask you, where where are you needing to release? And when we're leaning back toward the precipice, precipice toward the cliff, when you are facing that like moment where it's really hard to let go, are you able to trust that what you're falling back into isn't just something really scary, but you're falling back into, into the strength of God's love? And that, that's, that's a rope that you can trust and I can trust. 
Guys, I love you so much. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.